0: Hey, this is Judd. It is Friday night. I'm daydreaming about dragons again, again. And this time, uh, I'm also daydreaming about some games that might be happening. I might be. Hopefully, I'll p- pick up play some Burning Wheel tomorrow with my buddy Aaron. Uh, we're gonna jump back into the Forgotten Realms with my my character, No Heart, No Heart Antosh, who is spying on the Zentarim. And then I'm also kind of sending out some emails, possibly getting a, uh, a Stars Without Number game going that that fell dormant well actually we set it aside so that we could play blades in the dark which i loved but that game has seemed to have gone dormant so i went back and a couple people dropped out and so i went back to the original crew and i was like hey do you guys want to play some stars without a number and and the response was cool was uh very very not cool like eh, maybe but like excited it was cool to see everyone so excited, and uh, we've got the revised edition out now. That was not out when we were playing, so we'll remake the characters. Uh, it's been two years since we played, so I was suggesting that maybe the characters have been in prison. They got picked up for trafficking unbraked AI. We'll see if the players dig that. Maybe uh, you know they'll just get out of. We'll, we'll start the game just as they get out of prison, uh, and we'll we'll go from there. I'm excited i love that damn game and I've, I've got a sector generated and uh yeah i'm excited i'll have a link to the sector below i also have a link to the blades in the dark game if you want to watch that because there's a bunch of it that was up on twitch and was on is on youtube on the actual play channel so links 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 it's all there let's daydream a little bit let's talk about some, a, a story that occurred to me ages ago. I'm sure I've written about it. I might have even talked about it on podcast. If you're hearing this again, I apologize. I hope I tease something else out of it. I know that I am prone to repeating myself. Uh, it's a story from an old Boffer LARP from probably 20 years ago. Uh, it's a thing I think of in my head as, as tea with a lich, right? I was at a Baffer LARP, and there was a lich running around looking for some kind of whodad. Uh, I always think of them as triangles, right? Like, like Zelda. Whenever the bad guys are looking for a, a, a dingus, so the, the Lich is looking for a triangle, a dingus, and he runs into someone's cabin because, of course, we were we were gaming in a uh, in a Boy Scout camp, and he runs into someone's cabin and where's the dingus? And they're like, I don't know. And someone had just put a, a kettle of tea on, and he was like, Hey, do you want some tea? And Lich was like, no, I got to go find my dingus. <laughs> and he ran out. It sounded a little more filthy than I meant it to. It did not come out so filthy in the notes. So interesting moment. I remember watching that moment and thinking, what a lost opportunity. Like the Lich came in rolling strong. He had a bunch of, of you know undead minions with him. Someone offers him tea. Man, why not take the tea? You know, what, a, like, what a villainous, cool thing to do. she be like, tea? Yeah, I haven't had tea in decades. Let's have tea. And what a cool moment for a player to inhabit, you know, to, to be able to be there in this moment. Remember that time we had tea with a lich who we fought later that weekend? What a cool memory. And, and in, especially with LARP, you're so in that moment, right? You're, you're dressed. Uh, it was upstate New York, so it was cold. It's kind of miserable. You're running around. You've got a cloak on. You've you got some kind of weapon on your hip. And the, just the surreal, fantastic tension of having tea with an undead wizard. Man, that's cool. It's cool. It's a cool decision. And I'm not blaming the person who was playing the Lich, who was a kid. He was a teenager. He was a child. I'm not blaming him. I'm just using that as an example. So if that player is listening to this and is feeling bad, don't feel bad. I don't I everyone makes mis- everyone makes decisions that I don't agree with. I'm, I'm not, I'm just I apologize if, if this at all made you feel bad. I doubt he listens to this. But I'd like to use that as an example and just play with that a little bit, thinking about the, vil- the the choices we have our villains make, you know, and as real as sometimes NPCs can get, as can can not can get but can feel right when you're we're playing an NPC and they make a decision that surprises you, but you're in charge of them, and that's a cool thing that happens. But let's also remember that we're in charge of them, right? That that when you've got a character. It's it's up to you to make these interesting decisions, and when they happen like that, and it just surprises even you, it's your honed reflexes coming into coming to the coming to play. Okay, so that's thinking about having our villains make choices that are interesting and give interesting moments to the characters, to everybody at the table, creating a cool moment. Remember the time we all had tea, and. You know, now that I think about it, we had a cool moment in our Legend of the Five Rings game in college, too, where the group kind of split up. And we were all going, I think a couple players were going away for a couple weeks. So two of us stayed and just played and, and we were kind of traveling around a bit. And we realized we were on the map. We were going right by the Scorpion Daimyo, who was our arch enemy. We were going right by his castle. We were like, you know what? Let's stop by. And we did, and we were polite, and we brought gifts. And that's another example, I guess, of having Tea with the Lich, right? We had uh, these great tense interactions with our enemy, our honorable enemy, and it was really super cool. And, and it's a moment that I remember from the campaign as, as one of the highlights, and bringing them gifts and have them be legit, you know? And it, it made the villain more real. So and also thinking about, I'm just like, you know, fast forward thinking about about D and D and liches and and when players are able to interact with them, they're probably getting pretty powerful. So you know, could that be a, a trap for the lich? You know, oh no, you know, my my villain's going to get caught. It, it, that's that's a good problem. You know, if your players are setting a trap for a lich. For a, One of the most powerful monsters in D&D D D. That's That's an interesting problem to have That's a good problem to have And if they pull it off, bully to them Bully to them You know It's good stuff, learn a little bit about something Make this villain somehow Not somehow, but suddenly very personal Get to know them What kind of tea do they like? Can you tempt them back with that? Did they like the interaction? Because maybe they miss it You know? Ghouls can't ghouls and vampires can't be interesting company all the time. Maybe they miss sitting down and just pouring something down their neck. Having a beverage. Simple living pleasures. Huh. Do they miss it? Do they miss things that, that can you tease things out about their life that will allow you to to you know combat them later? That's cool stuff. I think it's cool stuff. And and maybe, you know maybe they fall for that a sec like maybe the players take in that information and use it but let you, when you got a an undead wizard with that much will uh, they've they've they're smart they're going to be thinking this that stuff through so i feel like you know i'm just thinking about all the like problems someone could have with this idea and and kind of answering them a little bit in my head just to create kind of a a flow for myself and and, and, the, and the strategic problem is, I hear you, I hear you, but it's a good problem. It's a damn good problem. And it's okay if the players ask them a second time, set it up as a trap, and the, the lich is like, I'm on to you. I'm on to you. I'm sending, I'm sending a, a skeleton with a magic mouth on its chest to say, no, 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 no. It's cool. It's cool to play smart monsters, too. Play them smart, but... I don't know. They wield so much magic. They have so much flow to them that I would think they'd be able to get out of trouble if they really had to, you know. So I don't know. That's what I'm thinking about. The old tea with the lich happened. It must have been 20 years ago, you know, some late autumn, early winter night, 20-something years ago, and and for, I don't remember what it was that made me think about it, but. I was thinking about tea with a lich, and I was like, "That's a that's a catchy phrase." I like the, I just I like the idea of it. I like the the image of of a lich pouring tea down its skull. You know, where does it go? Does it just go down its robes? Go into its robes? Go down its spine? Hmm. <laughs> Good stuff. If you've got cool stories about tension, surreal, fantastic moments with your villains in your uh, role playing games, let me know. And uh, hearkening back to the Stars Without Number game that's going to be coming back. If you've got any ideas or advice on starting a game after a long, long, long time off, I'd love to hear it. Uh, I like the idea of, of the players having been in a prison sentence together. It just it, it allows time to spin on um, Stars Without Number-wise. The factions get to spin for a while, so I'll get to figure out like what was going on. I think that'll be good. So... You've got either of those stories, anything, you know, if this inspires something in you, hit me up and, uh, I'll put you on the Wednesday reply show and we'll ha- start a conversation about it. Okay. Uh, you can do it through the anchor. You can com- talk to me through the anchor app, email me Carlman at gmail.com. Uh, or you can tweet at me. I'll put the my the link to my Twitter, whatever, whatever works for you. Okay great let's uh let's see what the inspiration goat has for me this week i think i think i know what it is i think it's my favorite i think the inspiration goat has my favorite fantasy novel of all time how's that what you got inspiration goat yes it is the scar by china mayville my favorite fantasy novel my favorite novel my favorite thing ever uh, I just love this thing, and it, it reminds me a bit of a, a D&D game I ran when I was about 17, and I love it for that. I love it because, uh, for the metaphors it has about scars. I love it for the big, amazing fantasy monsters that are all over it. Uh, I love this damn book. Uh, the main two point-of-view characters are Bellis Coldwine, who is a librarian and a linguist and Tanner Sack, who is a working-class engineer. And it is... Both of these folks get get taken to a pirate city called Armada that is uh, a bunch of ships lashed together, and it floats on the sea. And... I kind of did that. I didn't do that. It wasn't even quite that cool. And the, also, like the the city has a bunch of different, uh, like boroughs and districts, and they're all overseen by different folks. One of them is overseen by a vampire, which is pretty cool. Uh, so I did. I had a floating city on the back of a giant undead turtle's back, and the cities were and the the buildings were all coral reefs. Uh, back when I was seventeen. So when I, when I read about Armada and, and uh, in the scar, I just was like, it was like going home. It was like someone really smart, really brilliant, took an idea that I had, ran with it, made it better, and wrote a book about it. And you can't get any better than that. Uh, I like the book. I like the metaphors in the book. I like the monsters in the book. The monsters aren't really metaphors. The metaphors are metaphors. It's just so good. I would love for you to go read it. So let's go back and talk about seventeen-year-old Judd. Uh, had this monster city. Basically, I threw all my my favorite monsters into this city. They're all running it. Um, the players come in, kind of yujimbo style, you know. Uh, they're they're outsiders. They're coming in and and throwing things out of whack, throwing things out of balance, and. Playing, having a, you know, playing in this beautiful playground uh, that's definitely not what uh, the scar is about but and this isn't, wasn't inspired by it because the scar came after so I'm not saying I inspired it I'm just saying that it was amazing to read someone dipping from a similar well and, and do, doing it even better that was really cool, that's a lot of fun uh, I really enjoyed that. The monsters in the book are amazing: mosquito people, and uh, a giant leviathan, and the, the vampires, and the the, the the techno magic swords. You got to read it. You just got to read it. I I don't know what else to tell you. Um, it's an amazing book. It, it, the fact that China Mayville clearly he when there was an interview I read of his, where he talked about loving just flipping through monster manuals, and I totally get that. Uh, I used to do the same thing. I still do the same thing. Uh, I, I have a, a shelf of books that's all monster manuals, uh, among my book on my bookshelves. So, it's good stuff, and I would love to talk about this more with you. So, if you've got your favorite fantasy novel you want to talk about hit me up in the replies if you've read the scar or you started to read the scar and you're loving it hit me up in the replies you know tweet at me uh email me whatever you whatever you got uh message me in the anchor app and we'll talk about it it's just an amazing book I, i almost don't want to talk about it too much uh, and I don't, it's interesting, a lot of people always talk, they, there's a, I don't necessarily want to play a game set in that world, but I love that it exists. I love that someone else is thinking about stuff that way, and, and is playing with amazing monsters, and thinking about politics in a fantasy world, and how it all works and how it all fits together. Uh, yeah. I, I've reread The Scar a bunch of times. I've listened to it a bunch of times. I love doing that. Listening, uh, reading a book, and then if I really love it, listening to the audiobook because I pick up different things. Um, but I love reading it first. I want that unfiltered, unfiltered read, first of all. So that's just me compelling about The Scar. It's kind of hard to talk about something that inspires you when you just love it that much. It's an interesting thing. Uh, I think I get more fruitful gaming thoughts out of things that I'm kind of lukewarm on, or even that I don't like, because when I don't like something, I want to go play it to fix it. But the scar is kind of so beautiful that I don't want to touch it in my current gaming. I don't want to, I don't want to, re, I don't want to visit it. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? I don't know. Hmm. Huh, there's something to that. Something about media and, and gaming. Cool. I'm glad we stumbled on that together. Thank you for daydreaming with me. If any of this has inspired any kind of reaction out of you, please uh, send me an email at judd.karlman at gmail.com. Judd has two Ds. You can also get me on Twitter, or you can uh, you can message me on the anchor app. Um, I'm gonna put this out immediately without any links. But so if you if you're looking at it and it doesn't have links yet, it's because I'm I'm getting it out. Uh, but the links will be there later. I should get it to, should get it later in the afternoon. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, folks, and have a great week. And I hope your 2019 is going well. Right. I will hopefully I'll talk to you in the middle of the week. I got a couple of replies, and uh, I, but I'd love more. I'd always love more. So hit me up. Thank you. Thanks for daydreaming with me. Hey Judd, Mike Miller here. Uh, I wanted to thank you for your bit uh, about uh, Tea with a Lich. Uh, I've been working on a sword and sorcery novel, and I sort of wrote myself into a corner a couple months ago, and it's kind of stalled out. And uh, I was inspired how my undead Lich Queen could um, confront the hero in a non-combat kind of mode. And now some ideas are percolating up. I might be able to, uh, uh, get it, uh, moving again. So I appreciate that. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks for the show. Um,